It's time for Crop Talk, local issues that area growers and producers are talking about. Crop Talk is brought to you by Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management Services and Harmeyer Auction and Appraisal Company. With our farm expert, Scott Caldwell. Good morning to everybody and welcome back this weekend. This is Scott Caldwell with you once again, looking at ag, different topics and issues that are around, speaking with people uh, that are involved with that. And today I am with Jonathan Ferris, the Ag and Natural Resources Extension Educator for the Purdue Extension Service uh, in the Wayne County office. Jonathan, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Always glad to talk to you about different types of things that are going on. Uh, you've always been a great resource for me and my family and others around. Uh, but before we get too much into the topics, tell me a little bit about what's your background. How did you get from wherever you were growing up to where you are now? Well, geographically, that's not a bunch of a change. Right. <laughs> it's not much of a change geographically. Uh, uh, I grew up in Milton, Indiana. I went to Lincoln High School. Uh, from there, went to uh, Huntington College, which is now Huntington University. But it was Huntington College when I was there and, and majored in biology. Uh, then from there, I, I, knew, I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. I knew I wanted to do something with natural resources in the outdoors. And so what, what do you do when you don't know what you want to do? You keep going to school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I went up to Michigan State. A lot of people are surprised I did not graduate from Purdue. Uh, but I went to Michigan State and uh, did my master's degree in fish and wildlife management. And it was through my connections with some Purdue extension specialists while I was working on my master's thesis that uh, they said, what about extension as a career? And I said, what's that? You know? <laughs> exactly, and they yep. said, well, 4-H. And I said, well, okay, I understand what 4-H is. I was a 4-H member in Wayne County. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's how I got started. And I've been now with Purdue for 26 years, going on 27 years. So I really love it. So what's it like coming back to where you grew up, uh, not just geographically, but back into 4-H? And I know you're not involved with that directly now, but you're connected in there with that, that sure. office and the things that are going on. What's that like to be back to what kind of started you out oh i i love it i, I love being back home uh i started my extension career in jay county uh and then had a chance to work in a couple of other different counties before finally the wayne county position came open and it was just at the right time in my life uh and so my wife and i moved back from henry county over here built a house in, in milton right across from the family farm and uh been here now in wayne county for i guess 11 years yeah that's pretty awesome so it's, yeah, it's always it. neat for me to hear the paths that people take so even for me you know growing up and thinking of my paths and stuff and hearing different people it's not always a straight line is it no it's not it's a <laughs> it's a big circle with some with some rabbit trails going off the side exactly of it. yep so all right so with your role with ag and natural resources and we're in the springtime here uh what are some things you know we, we see people out you know they're mowing their lawns they're getting ready they're uh, getting all that stuff going in their yards planting flowers and doing all that type of stuff that they think they need to be doing mm-hmm. and you know just before we went on here you and i were talking and you were mentioning that there's it's probably not so much what people are doing is what they shouldn't be doing right 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 and you know there there's no really hard and fast rules when it comes to spring lawn care but there's some general guidelines and recommendations from from purdue extension specialists and our, our turf people and and some of the things that we do because we're hoosiers in the spring one of the things we do is we get out our lawn rollers <laughs> and we start rolling our lawns i saw one this afternoon okay so <laughs> now you, you see what i'm saying and yep. and one of the things people don't think about is we have heavy clay soils in this area uh, and when, when those soils get damp and you're rolling a heavy weight across it, it, it really compacts that soil. 
and it stresses out our, our turf species. So we, do, we don't really recommend rolling grass. And I understand why you do it because it makes a nice smooth bed to, to roll your lawn tractors on. But uh, really, that's, it, it's not healthy for the turf. Uh, but the only reason to really roll your lawn is if you have a, a lot of mold damage and you're trying to flatten out those mold runs. Mm -hmm. But in general, the turf people would tell you not to roll your lawn. So that's one thing that we do that we shouldn't be doing. Uh, another thing that we do in the spring, and it's because all the big box stores and even the small hardware stores start pushing fertilizer right. in, in the spring. Uh, and I always tell people, if you're going to fertilize in the spring, you better start the lawnmower at the same time because you're going to be <laughs> mowing just that, that fast. Um, and what people don't realize is springtime fertilization promotes blade growth above the ground. Yep. What we're trying to promote is root growth underground, and the time to do that is in the fall. So if you're going to fertilize maybe just a little bit in the spring, maybe half a pound, three-quarters of a pound of nitrogen per thousand square feet, but we'd really like to see the bulk of the fertilization program take place in the late summer, early fall. So the ideal then is that you get that fall root growth in there and get that established so that in the springtime it's got more resources and ability right. to be able to push that blade up. Yeah. So you don't need to do stuff in the spring. Right. right? Get you a, a healthier plant that will be able to better survive drought conditions and stressful conditions. Uh, it helps that grass choke out weeds. Mm -hmm. It helps helps it compete, out-compete weeds. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's really why we're trying to f focus more on fall fertilization. Okay. So speaking of weeds, what about, you know, the weed killers and putting those chemicals on the lawns? We see people, that, you know, some people out there going, I'm never going to do that. And others going, oh, let's bring it on. Where, where, yeah. Where's the view on that? Well, I, I get a lot of call. I had a call the other day uh, over in Spring Grove and somebody wanted me to come out and identify a weed in their lawn. So I went out there and helped them identify it. Uh, then the next question is, how do I get rid of it? And it, it was something that really does need a herbicide. Uh, it's kind of a problematic weed. Uh, and so we, we talked about that, but I always kind of caution people in the spring because you can kill weeds in the spring with the herbicide treatment, uh, but you're going to get more bang for your buck in the, in the late summer or fall, especially those things like dandelions and some of those things that, that put down those deep root systems. Uh, if you can get that herbicide on in the fall, that plant's going to naturally draw the material down to the root system, and, and it has a much more effective kill than it does in the spring when all the movement in the plant is, is upward. You're, you're, you're fighting that plant's natural movement. Awesome. All right, we're going to take a quick break, get a word from our sponsor. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, more of the production ag side of things and how things are looking right now. But we'll be right back. Are you receiving the correct cash rent? Is there improvements that could be made to increase your return from your farmland investment? Take advantage of the current strong ag economy and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investments. At Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management, we bring over 90 years of experience and knowledge to the table. We listen and can understand your farming goals. We offer advice, recommendations, solutions, and create a plan on how we can help you meet your needs and goals. Take advantage of the current strong ag economy. Contact Chris or Lauren Peacock or Craig Springmeyer and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investment. Experience, knowledge, and professionalism. Contact Halderman today at Halderman.com.
All right, we're back. This is Scott Caldwell again talking with Jonathan Ferris from the Purdue Cooperative Extension Service and looking at things about what's going on in the yard and in the farms and the agriculture and the production side of things. And we've learned already that while springtime we want to get going, the real prep takes place in the fall to get us ready for that. Uh, but let's talk now about the farmers and their prep that they're doing, the work they're doing and getting seed in the ground right now. How are things looking? Well, it was interesting. I was up at uh, Westell High School today doing a, a STEM program with some other extension professionals. And on the way back up on 28 north of Muncie, there was a planter rolling and there was a huge dust cloud <laughs> coming off that planter. And I thought, boy, you don't see that very often in Indiana <laughs> yeah. in the spring, these big dust clouds coming off these, these planters because it wasn't but a couple miles down the road and there was a field that had standing water in it. Of course. So, you know, it just shows it's, it's <laughs> the have and the have nots. But mm -hmm. I think in, in general, what I'm seeing around this area and what I what I know has been going on on our own farm is the crops got in pretty early. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of planting still yet yet to go, uh, but the weather's been very you know uh, perfect, almost perfect for that. We've right. had dry soils, warm temperatures, except for a few days there where where it it got kind of cool. Uh, the forecast, except for a little rain, I think on Friday looks good going into next week. So I anticipate we'll probably be ahead of schedule where we are most years this year. Uh, and you and I were kind of chit-chatting earlier about this, but uh, it's almost one of those things where you almost wonder what what bad thing is coming down the pike because the spring planning is, seems to be going so well uh, that I'm you know I don't know if it's going to turn cold or hot or dry or wet or what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. I don't have my crystal ball out. Uh, but farmers are resilient and, and adaptive people, and, and I know they'll, they'll pull through just fine, whatever happens this summer. But wouldn't it be nice if we could just have perfect weather conditions all summer for the crops to grow and mm. have bumper crop this year? That would be fantastic. That would be amazing. And now that we've said that, I'm almost nervous to see what's going to happen. Now I know, you know growing up, it's always you're looking over your shoulder. What's the weather coming? What's it going to be? What's going on? And when it's perfect and everything's great. It almost makes you more nervous sometimes. Yeah, I can remember those those dinner table conversations <laughs> that with the, with the family, and we, we were usually praying for it to either quit raining or to start raining. Mm -hmm. uh, but when <laughs> yep. you, when everything seems to be going just right, yeah, it makes you a little nervous. Yeah. Awesome. So anything else going on in the production ag side of things that uh, well, people should know about? Or yeah, I think, you know, this is no surprise to farmers, but I, I, I think input costs are still a concern. Uh, crop prices are pretty strong right now, which is good. If you look at what, where we were four or five years ago, um, they're, they're pretty strong right now. But input costs have kind of followed that trend. And, you know, everything that goes into putting that crop in the ground is more expensive. I know my, my mother just got her tax assessment and her property taxes went up pretty substantially too. So there's a lot of pressure on, on landowners and on, and on tenants as well. So I know that for farmers, they've got a lot of resources that they can go to, whether that's the extension office, they've got their agronomist, they've got all the different, the seed salesmen and all mm -hmm. these different people. Uh, in the communities, when the people are growing in their gardens, they've got their yard and things like that. They need to remember too, that their local extension office is a great resource for them to find out answers like that mm -hmm. people that you talked about earlier, looking at the weed and things, right? Right. So whether, you know, whatever county you're in, whether it's in Indiana or Ohio, uh, for any of our listening audience, if you've got questions, don't hesitate to ask your local extension office. That's what they're there for. They're, they'd love to be able to get out and communicate with people and help you out. So uh, that's a great resource for you. Now, Jonathan, before I let you go, I've got to ask you the same question I ask all my people before they go, and that is, what's something you wish you had known when you were younger? 
Well, when you say younger, <laughs> what I think of is my early days in extension. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the things I remember, I remember feeling this pressure that, that I, I had to know everything. I had to know right. something about everything. And what I've learned is people are a lot more respectful of you, I think, when you're just honest with them and you tell mm -hmm. them, you know, hey, for example, I'm not an agronomist. You know, my background is fish and wildlife, you know, biology, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I don't try to blow smoke in people's ears and right. and and tell them that I'm something that 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 I'm not. But um, I just think I, I my experience has been that if you're honest with people and say, hey, you know, I, I, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that, yeah. but I will find an answer and I'll get back to you. As long as you, you can do that, people are are fine with that. And so that's what I try to share with my uh, younger, newer <laughs> extension colleagues. Yeah, humility goes a long way, not only for the audience that you're talking to, but for yourself as well. You're honest, but it gives you a chance to grow and learn. And then the next right. time you're asked a similar question, you have that answer. Yep. You get to find a new one. Exactly. Right? Awesome. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk to us today. Uh, folks, just enjoy the spring. Enjoy the summers. It's going to be getting here before we know it. Uh, and make sure you're taking care of your lawn and your fields the way that they need to be. If you've got questions, ask the people that have the answers or that can find the answers, even That's if they right. don't know them. So make sure that you tell your story and tell agriculture's story because it deserves to be heard. Have a great week. Crop Talk is brought to you by Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management and by Harmeyer Auction and Appraisal Company. Thanks for listening. And join us next Sunday morning immediately after Community Caravan for Crop Talk. With farm expert Scott Caldwell. From the station proud to support our area growers and producers. Kicks 96.